You are Locked On Hawks, your daily Atlanta Hawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends. Welcome to a special bonus edition of the Locked On Hawks podcast. I am your host, Brad Roland. Coming to you on a Sunday afternoon, my apologies for the lack of audio quality, but I figured this, was, this is a special episode, an extra one of sorts that you will find in your feed without much fanfare, so a little bit of a bonus, hopefully you get past the audio, we'll be back to our normal state on Monday, but we'll have some extensive audio from Saturday's press conference from Lloyd Pierce, as well as some audio from Sunday as well from Lloyd, but first, an injury update from Saturday morning. The Hawks announced that DeAndre Hunter underwent an MRI on Saturday morning after leaving Friday night's game, which we discussed on the last podcast. And the MRI revealed articular wear and tear in his right knee. He had a non-surgical procedure on Saturday. And as part of the announcement, the Hawks ruled him out for Monday's game and also said that he'll be reviewed next week. However, as we'll get into in a moment, Lloyd Pierce was asked on Sunday whether he could return this week, and it was relatively optimistic. So I'm going to play that audio for you now, but that's the backdrop, and here's what Lloyd had to say as the latest update on Sunday about DeAndre. I should add, before I play the audio, that Pierce was actually asked by Chris Kirchner if it was possible he could return anytime this week, which is, of course, somewhat in the window, but also before any review would be scheduled to take place, according to the announcement. So here's what Lloyd had to say about the potential of Hunter coming back this week. I hope so. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I don't think anyone knows right now, um, you know, after this kind of waiting period of letting his uh, procedure go through the process of what he's going to feel like and, and what the knee is going to feel like. He's here, he's shooting around and, you know, kind of hanging out at practice. Uh, I think he and Bogey were having a bad shoot, bad knee shooting competition. Um uh, but he's here and, and we're going to evaluate him, you know, I think after tomorrow or sometime tomorrow and kind of see what Tuesday will look like for him. But uh, he doesn't seem too concerned um, and he knows it's out of his control. You know, we'll just have to judge the response of, of how he feels. And, and I don't know when that is, but it doesn't sound like this is an extended period of time thing. Uh, and if it is, then uh, I think it's probably a different evaluation. So. Um, I'm just kind of taking him from for what his work is where it was today. He feels fine, and and they'll be able to evaluate him tomorrow or after tomorrow, and then we'll 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 know a little bit more then about what he's capable of trying and how he feels. So all of that is relatively positive news about DeAndre Hunter. Obviously, it could have been worse than what they have seen so far, and you hear that from Lloyd. It seems pretty positive overall. The Hawks do have four games this week, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then Saturday. So I'm not sure when he'll be back, but the fact that it's even on the table that he could be back this week is a positive sign overall. Um, on Saturday, actually, I asked Lloyd about DeAndre Hunter and how they'll approach things while he's out. So here's what he had to say about sort of how the rotation shakes out and all of that. How do you approach this stretch without DeAndre, not only because of how well he's playing, but just the role that he occupies for you guys? You know, we, we're going to miss guys throughout the year. He's, he's had to sit out one game. Um, his role has been tremendous. Um, but he, the beauty of it is he scored efficiently and through, um, you know, through our offense. He's, you know, he gets hurt yesterday on the dunk. Um, you know, we're able to post him at different times when he's got a matchup and then he, we can put the ball in pick and roll um, and he can create his own shot. And so I, it's not as if, um, you know, 
we were doing anything outside of the ordinary to get him going. I, I think he let the game come to him. And so we'll add some other guys in there and hopefully the game will come to Cam and, and, and Kevin and, you know, hopefully Gallo has more minutes and, and we'll find ways to use him similarly. You know, he's getting double figures in 15 minute restrictions. So uh, if you can put some more minutes on the board for Gallo, I'd uh, be curious to see what he's capable of doing with 10 extra minutes. Uh, I don't know what he ended up with last night, but you'd think of 11 and 14 and 17. Those are, seem to be his numbers. He hasn't had 20 minutes in a game yet. So you hear there from Pierce about Gallinari at the end and sort of how they're going to approach all this stuff with DeAndre Hunter out of the lineup. Um, I did follow up later. It was not right after this, but after uh, a couple of other questions about Tony Snell, a guy I've been interested in. Obviously, he's played a little bit on the margins in the last few games, but with a, a wing out of the lineup and Hunter, I asked if Snell could be an option. It's kind of a long answer, but it touched on several guys that uh, Lloyd talks about that could be utilized more. So here is the audio from that. I know you mentioned Gallo and other guys. Do you think you might use Tony Snell a bit more during this stretch without DeAndre? Is that an option for you? Yeah, I was, you know, I was hoping to get him a, a tad bit more minutes yesterday. Um, you know, I think we're at our best when we when we're you know nine and a half in the rotation. Uh, we usually play about ten, and so um, you know it, it's it's easy to say Dre's out and uh, we just plug in another guy, but we're also you know. Gallo's been kind of a half. And so the first priority is how do we get Gallo more minutes uh, as Rondo has, you know, stepped into the lineup consistently along with Solo. And, you know, we're trying to see what we got in Big O and, and play him a little bit more. And so there's your nine and, and Tony comes into that play. And so as you're seeing Gallo's minutes go up and, uh, you know, hopefully O can, Big O can play some and um, Solo and Rondo have been there. Um, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out. I think Tony has a great opportunity in the Monday game. We'll need a shooting. We'll need a size. Um, but then, you you know, there's some games where maybe you can play Rondo and BG together as well, who, who's played well for us. But, you know, I don't want to get to the point where I think I can play 11 guys and kind of give them, you know, cheap minutes. Um, I was really hoping to give some guys some minutes yesterday when we built the 20-point lead and they get it back to, I think, 11 or 12. And so now you're into playing Trey a little bit longer than you want it to. And, you know, Tony gets affected by that and Solo gets affected by that. And uh, Big O was affected by that. So uh, most important thing is can we get our, our, our main guys going, the guys that are deserving of those minutes, that have been playing those minutes. Um, you know, if Cam's rolling, then Cam's going to play a little bit more um, specifically for the matchup and the defensive side. Uh, you don't want to just trying not to just sub and, and get as many guys out there. Um, but, you know, I want to see Tony. And as he's coming off of this, I don't know how else we can get him in game shape and see what he looks like stretching the floor with the three-point shooting until you throw him out there. So hopefully we'll be able to get him some more minutes. Um, I don't think it'll be a just a major jump because Trey is out, but we'll definitely try and squeeze some minutes out of him. So, yeah, it's a, in sort of in, uh, in total, the Hunter absence is big. For the Hawks, he's been so good this season. We all know that at this point in time. But um, worth pointing out, the Hawks do have more bodies to throw at the problem in the next couple of games as they uh, sort of navigate this. And I'll play some audio tomorrow on the podcast in advance of the Lakers game. But uh, Cam Reddish will have the primary assignment on LeBron James, which Loy got into today. So no surprise there. But uh, obviously more of a necessity for Cam to be good in the coming days. And that's something to monitor as well. Um, elsewhere, a quick update here from um, Bogdanovich. Um, from Lloyd Pierce talking about Bogdanovich and just kind of where he's at in his rehab to this point. 
You know, I think he's four weeks in um, since everything happened. He's on the court right now, um, passing the guys and, and shooting free throws and just anxious to get out there. Uh, you know, I think it just comes down to healing of the, the knee, and it sounds as if that's going extremely well. He, he's definitely diligent with the workout and the rehab. Um, I'm not sure when his next evaluation is, but the healing process seems to be going well. And once that 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 goes and he's able to get on the court and start doing some, you know, non-brace or non-rehab uh, stuff where he can actually do the movement and the running and, and the movement shooting and things of that nature. But he still has the brace on and it's still trying to heal the knee before he can do anything. Still a lot of mystery around Magdanovich. No official timetable from the Hawks. And they don't seem to be eager to give one at this point in time. That's a relatively optimistic a uh, bit of audio from Lloyd, but at the same time, I get asked all the time when he's going to be coming back. We, we just don't know. The Hawks have not been super forthcoming with that information, so uh, he's not necessarily progressing in terms of on-court stuff yet. You talk, you hear that from Lloyd talking about healing. He has to heal up first and then ramp up, so the healing is still happening now, and that means he'll be out for a while longer. A couple more things for you on this ep- on this extra episode of the podcast. Um, actually, Kevin Chenard, friend of the program of Hawks.com and ATL on 29, asked this question about Kevin Herter's defense um, after he's taken some tough assignments in the last couple of weeks. And I thought it was a pretty interesting answer from Lloyd and uh, sort of on the intrigue of Kevin Herter's defense improving this season. You know, you, for me, I, I try and I try and look at what I think each guy's defensive strengths are and then who has the most reps defending certain activity. Um, you know, you go back and you look at Wayne Ellington and we were, we were denying his pin downs and Kevin was guarding them. And that was a point of emphasis. Um, and so we go to Bradley bill and a lot of his action is pin downs and wide, wide screens. And, and we're going to be denying him. And so he's got more experience than Deandre Hunter in doing so. Um, Deandre may be a better defender, but that might not be a strength of his. And so we can easily switch and put DeAndre on him later or Cam on him later. But in terms of that type of action, Kevin has the most experience and he's pretty good at it. And so we want to focus there. Um, you know, similar with the Brooklyn and, 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 and uh, the Brooklyn matchup, you're trying to figure out, well, who's going to guard KD, who's going to guard Kyrie, who's going to guard James. Um, you know, obviously, Dre has done a decent job with Kyrie and I think the length bothers him and Cam has done a decent job of kind of knowing um, KD and so we thought we'd put John to start with his size because that's the the biggest thing Um, just contesting a guy that shoots it extremely well and is seven feet and so now we have to challenge Kevin a different way and you know guard the basketball and he actually did a really good job I thought on James of being able to pressure and use his size and length to get some deflections um, and so we can evaluate it that way in, in each game. It isn't just best player on best player. It's, you know, who's our best defender and where can we put him that he can be most effective. And so with Dre, we say we, we put him where we think he can be most effective. Russell Westbrook is going to post up. Dre's got a better shot post defense than Kevin or Trey on a post player. And Kevin's pretty good defending a guy that's going to be moving that we're denying anyways, because he's done that. And so that's how I evaluate him. But for Kevin, overall, off the basketball, I think he's been tremendous in passing lanes, getting deflections, getting steals. I think he leads us in steals. Um, he's just a great position guy, and he's got the instincts to read where the pass may be going. 
I'll write two more to get to here. And the first question comes from Sarah Spencer of AJC, who you'll hear in a moment. But she asked uh, Lloyd Pierce about Trey Young's recent stellar play, and this is what he had to say about Trey. I wanted to ask you about Trey. Um, I know you said a while back you're not going to be surprised when he puts up big numbers, but I believe it's 38 points per game he's averaging over the last five games. Um, What has impressed you most about him or maybe stood out the most about what he's been doing recently to you? You know, I thought yesterday was probably the best example of of the point in in terms of um, the game came to him pretty easy. And, you know, he had a stretch in the fourth quarter, or I think he had two threes and, you know, hits the layup kind of in sequence. Um, for the most part, most of his game was at the free throw line early and he just racked up a lot of his scoring, just getting fouled, being in position uh, to attack and get fouled. And then he got going late in the fourth quarter. And so um, I think he knows he can get going at any point. And he also understands the value of getting to the free throw line when teams are in to put us in the bonus. And yesterday was kind of a clear example of that. There was a stretch in the second quarter where the second unit really got going and he was scheduled to go back in. And, and I told him, I said, Hey, I, I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep Rondo out there. And he said, Oh yeah, keep, keep them going. Like he wasn't, he wasn't in a, in any hurry to get back out there. And it ended up being two different stretches that we kept Rondo out there before he went back. Um, so I think the temperament that he's had over the past couple of games, knowing he can get back to the free throw line at a high level, uh, knowing he can, he can get going late in games, uh, and knowing that he's had some decent starts, you know, he's, he's been able to stretch the game out and still have an impact scoring the basketball and finding guys, but primarily with the scoring, um, he doesn't have to take, you know, the deeper shots early when he's in heat check, he, he kind of just letting them come to him a little bit now. Obviously it's been well documented. The trade has been really good lately and that's uh, worth saying out loud, but uh, some interesting stuff there from Lloyd. And the last thing was sort of a follow-up from Sarah. I'll actually include the question here as well, but she asked about the all-star game with Trey Young and uh, Lloyd had a pretty interesting answer about that before pivoting to uh, some of the other considerations about all-star stuff from this team. I know it's still, I think voting only started like two or three days ago. I know it's still super early in the season, but in your eyes, has he been playing at an all-star level? Yeah, no, I mean, that won't be an issue. <laughs> He'll be an all-star. That that won't be an issue. Uh, it's can we get some other guys to be all-stars as well? Is that, you know, that's, it's nice to be in a position where we say, we, we think we're capable of getting two or three. Trey will be an all-star. That That's without a doubt. Who else do you think has the, has the best case? Yeah, I, the best I think without a doubt, you know, you look at Clint um, and what he's done uh, from a defensive standpoint with the rebounds and the blocks, um, you know, where we are defensively, uh, I think it's it's a no-brainer that he's in consideration. John has been at that that kind of that line for the last two years, obviously missing 25 games really put him in a bad spot, but I thought he had a great opportunity had he played all year and put up those type of numbers. Uh, and, and all of our guys, from a number standpoint, are down. Trey's numbers are down. John's numbers are down. Um, and so I think it, it, that's the expense of having more depth and more balance. Uh, DeAndre adding to the scoring. He's our second-leading scorer right now. And so, you know, most guys get punished for not being on winning teams. We should get rewarded for being in position um, with the record that we're, we're, we have and how we're playing. And and I think all of those guys are under consideration and, and we're going to push for all of those guys. 
it will be interesting to see if Capella or Collins or even Hunter, if he comes back and make their way into the all-star conversation, but it's still pretty early. Even now, you know, a quarter of the season has been over as I discussed with Ben Ladner at the end of last week, but still another quarter to go before, before the halftime break of the season, so to speak. So plenty more, uh, content, playing more on-court production than has to happen along the way. But I agree with Lloyd. I think, you know, Trey's going to be an all-star. It's the only the only question, I guess, is whether he'll start. But everything else, uh, I'm expecting him to be there as long as he's playing at the level he's playing at so far this season. All right, that'll do it for today on the special episode of the pod. I plan to have another podcast for Monday morning, and then I'll come back after the game on Monday night with another episode into Tuesday. So please subscribe to the podcast. If you have not done that already, if you found this podcast somehow, congratulations. But uh, mostly you guys are subscribers already, so thanks, thank you for joining me on the show today. But subscribe, tell your friends, rate, review, and all that stuff, and we will see you tomorrow.